As the Rector of St Bride's Church, Fleet Street, may I welcome you to this podcast and wish you every blessing in the new year. We have been offering these online services every week since the first lockdown began back in March 2020, and we shall continue to do so, particularly since the guidelines relating to live services can still change at very short notice. Each service combines archive recordings of our choir and congregational singing with newly recorded readings, intercessions and sermons. And we'd like you to know that we keep a candle burning before the altar here each day as a sign of hope, and we give thanks for you all. May the light and peace of Christ be with you all as our worship begins. Wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born King of the Jews?
A very warm welcome to St Bride's to our choral Eucharist this morning. We're keeping today as Epiphany Sunday, the time when we remember the visit of the wise men to the infant Jesus. Wherever you are in the world, and however you're listening to us, we hope that you will feel that you are very much part of the St Bride's family. Let us pray. We say together, Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name, through Christ our Lord. Amen. The grace of God has dawned upon the world through our Saviour, Jesus Christ, who sacrificed himself for us to purify a people as his own. Let us confess our sins. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we have sinned against you and against our neighbour in thought and word and deed, through negligence, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault. We are truly sorry and repent of all our sins. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us, forgive us all that is past and grant that we may serve you in newness of life to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, Confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in life eternal, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We stand for the glory.
O God, who by the leading of a star manifested your only Son to the peoples of the earth, mercifully grant that we, who know you now by faith, may at last behold your glory face to face, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness the peoples. But the Lord will arise upon you, and his glory will be seen upon you, and nations shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. Lift up your eyes round about, and see. They all gather together, they come to you. Your sons shall come from far, and your daughters shall be carried in the arms. Then you shall see and be radiant. Your heart shall thrill and rejoice, because the abundance of the sea shall be turned to you. The wealth of the nations shall come to you. A multitude of camels shall cover you. The young camels of Midian and afar, all those from Sheba shall come. They shall bring gold and frankincense and shall proclaim the praise of the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
a reading from the letter of Paul to the Ephesians. I, Paul, a prisoner for Christ Jesus on behalf of you Gentiles, assuming that you have heard of the stewardship of God's grace that was given to me for you, how the mystery was made known to me by revelation, as I have written briefly. When you read this, you can perceive my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to the sons of men in other generations, as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. That is, how the Gentiles are fellow heirs, members of the same body, and partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. Of this gospel, I was made a minister according to the gift of God's grace, which was given me by the working of his power. To me, though I am the very least of all the saints, this grace was given to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to make all men see what is the plan of the mystery hidden for ages in God who created all things that through the church, the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known to the principalities and powers in the heavenly places. This was according to the eternal purpose which he has realized in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and confidence of access through our faith in him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east, and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet, And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who will govern my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly, and ascertained from them what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word, that I too may come and worship him. When they had heard the king, they went their way, and lo, the star which they had seen in the east went before them, till it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy, and going into the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then, opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. This is the Gospel of the Lord. May I speak in the name of the living God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. Today we celebrate the Feast of the Epiphany, transferring it from the 6th of January to the nearest Sunday so that we are able to share it together. And it's important that we are able to do so. I must admit, though, that there is a part of me that regrets the bringing forward not least because it reinforces those secular pressures on the Christian life at this time of year, always to be rushing on. They've been telling us that it's Christmas since Halloween, and since Boxing Day, that Christmas is now packed away until next year. For us, though, this is a season of celebration, and we mark not just the 12 days of Christmas, but a full 40 days, through to the end of Epiphany at Candlemas. I came across a newspaper article claiming to reveal the recipe for an ideal Christmas. It suggested waking up at 8am, a glass of fizz to be served at 10.28 precisely, sitting down to lunch at 230 with board games commencing straight after, and at least two festive films to be watched. 
There should ideally be 13 presents to open. At least two mince pies eaten and there should be four inches of snow outside. Apart from demonstrating the kind of misuse of data that sometimes gives the press a bad name, it illustrates something of the challenge that Christmas presents. At least the Christmas where we seek to gather family and friends whose expectations and desires of the day might not necessarily entirely align. The article also pointed out some of the most common areas of anxiety for those feeling pressured by Christmas preparations. Getting the presents right, entertaining family and friends and preparing the food. There was a comment from the family support charity Homestart UK noting that with the rise in heating and living costs, many are facing tough choices between food and fuel. This can feel especially difficult during the festive season when parents naturally want their children to experience a little Christmas magic. A friend of mine shared a tweet which noted the first Christmas was pretty simple. It's okay if yours is too. That's a useful message for us to share, I think, as well as pointing out to people that we needn't load Christmas Day with so much pressure. There's an abundance of Christmas joy through to February and indeed beyond if we might be open to welcoming the Christ child into our hearts. I wouldn't want for a moment, though, to dismiss the social pressures that many experience around Christmas. And I found myself asking what the most appropriate contributions might be to food banks at this time of year. Normally, I'd focus squarely on essentials. But when we've turned our attention to more frivolous plans, shouldn't our donations also afford a degree of luxury. As we remember today, the visit of the Magi bearing gifts of gold, frankincense and myrrh. What significance should we take from their gifts? They've been the subject of speculation over the centuries and there are a variety of suggestions informed from different sources. That the gifts, and particularly gold, is symbolic of kingship, seems clear. Commonly, the other gifts are understood to represent the humanity and divinity of Christ. Frankincense was used in temple worship and reserved for the high priest. Myrrh was used to embalm bodies. The association makes perfect sense, but it's useful to recognise that the church didn't actually settle a clear theology of the full humanity and divinity of Christ until the 5th century, much later than the gospel was written. We approach these texts very differently from the original audience that the author had in mind. Matthew's gospel was written for a Jewish audience at a time when there were struggles between the evangelists' community and other Jews. We see that reflected, for example, in particular criticism of the scribes and Pharisees. 
Matthew is very focused on the ways in which Christ is a fulfillment of Jewish tradition and particularly messianic prophecy. To the Western mind, time tends to be viewed in a linear manner and the suggestion of events repeating the pattern of earlier episodes or fulfilling prophecy is often taken to suggest fabrication rather than truth. The Semitic concept of time is different though, circular rather than linear, and events that resonate with earlier happenings or which fulfill prophecy reinforce claims of their truth. Now there are several elements of the story of the Magi that anticipate the passion. Here as there, Jesus's kingly status is at issue. Here as there, it is the Jewish leaders gathered against him. Here as there, plans are laid in secret. Here as there, Jesus's death is sought. There are also important contrasts. Here a light in the night sky proclaims the Christ's birth. There, daytime darkness proclaims his death. Here, Jesus is worshipped. There, he is mocked. Here, rejoicing. There, weeping. Matthew's account is shot through with resonances from the earlier story of Israel as well. The Holy Family escapes and returns from Egypt, and that echoes the story of Moses. Herod's behaviour in seeking the slaughter of the innocents echoes that of Pharaoh. These are not coincidental parallels, and the Magi's gifts carry symbolic meaning rather than practical purpose. I was surprised to come across commentary suggesting otherwise and pointing to research at Cardiff University that frankincense has an active ingredient that is useful for the treatment of arthritis. I have to say I'm not convinced, even if frankincense was seen to have some medicinal benefit in the ancient world, that would hardly make it a likely gift for a newborn. No, the most significant gifts carry meaning and the Magi's gifts do as well. One of the key characteristics of a worldview informed by faith is the belief in a meaningful world, rather than a universe defined by indifferent physical or evolutionary processes, we see a universe that is meaningful and meaning-filled and we live with the hope and belief that even the tragedies of our lives will ultimately be gathered up and redeemed in an unbounded love. As others have said before, the meaning of Christmas is in the presence and not the presence. I'll end with some teaching from Pope Francis. He says, it's not enough to know where Jesus was born, as the scribes did, if we do not go there. It is not enough to know 
that Jesus was born like Herod if we do not encounter him. When his place becomes our place, when his time becomes our time, when his person becomes our life, then the prophecies come to fulfilment in us. Then Jesus is born within us. He becomes the living God for me. Today we are asked to imitate the Magi. They do not debate, they set out. They do not stop to look, but enter the house of Jesus. They do not put themselves at the centre, but bow down before the Christ child. To him be all glory, now and to the ages of ages. Amen. Let us now stand and affirm our faith in the words of the Christ. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made, for us and for our salvation. He came down from heaven, was incarnate from the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy, Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray. Let us pray. Almighty God, you have revealed the incarnation of your Son by the bright shining of a star which the wise men saw and followed. May the star of your justice always shine within our hearts that we may give as our treasure all that we are and that we may entrust all that we possess to your service. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of gold, we seek your glory, the richness that transforms all that is drab within our lives into colour and brightens the dullness of our vision with the gift of vibrant light. God of incense, we offer you our prayer, the unspoken longings of our hearts, 
our need for your healing, our quest for your truth. God of myrrh, we cry out to you in our suffering, the pain of past rejection and deep sorrow that we carry within us, our bewilderment at the pain of our world, our rage at its cruelty and injustice. By the coming of your Son, may the spirit of your peace find a home among the hearts of all men and women of violence and turn their minds and souls to you. May the spirit of your compassion bring consolation to all who feel despair. May the spirit of your courage bring hope to the hopeless that your kingdom may draw a little closer. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for the worldwide church and for those entrusted with its leadership. We pray especially for all Christians who are persecuted for their faith or who are unable to worship in freedom. And we ask your blessing upon this Church of St Bride giving thanks for all who have kept alive the flame of faith here over many centuries. Help us to continue to grow into a community of love and service, that all who come to this holy place may find it an oasis of peace and a place of welcome, where they can glimpse something of the all-embracing love and grace of God. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for the sick and the suffering, particularly those known to us, those from our own communities, and those who have no one to pray for them. Loving God, we remember them before you in the silence of our hearts, and we ask your blessing upon them. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for those who have died and for any who are dying now. And we remember all those who live with the pain of bereavement and loss. And we pray for ourselves and for one another at the start of this new week. Grant us, Heavenly Father, reverence as we recall your glory, understanding as we recall your compassion, and gratitude as we recall your goodness, so that as we go forth from this service and prepare for the tasks that lie ahead of us, we may do so with our knowledge deepened, our love rekindled, and with the strength to live courageously, lovingly, joyfully and hopefully in the power of your Holy Spirit. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. Will you please stand?
Our Saviour Christ is the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace there shall be no end. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. Through your goodness we have this bread to offer, which earth has given and human hands have made. It will become for us the bread of life. Blessed be God forever. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. Through your goodness we have this wine to offer, fruit of the vine and work of human hands 
It will become our spiritual drink. Blessed be God forever. It is indeed right, it is our duty and our joy, at all times and in all places, to give you thanks and praise. Holy Father, Heavenly King, Almighty and Eternal God, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. And now we give you thanks, because in the incarnation of the Word, a new light has dawned upon the world that all the nations may be brought out of darkness to see the radiance of your glory. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we proclaim your great and glorious name, forever praising you and singing.
Accept our praises, Heavenly Father, through your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. And as we follow his example and obey his command, grant that by the power of your Holy Spirit, these gifts of bread and wine may be to us his body and his blood, who, in the same night that he was betrayed, took bread and gave you thanks. He broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup and gave you thanks. He gave it to them, saying, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. Therefore, Heavenly Father, we remember his offering of himself made once for all upon the cross. We proclaim his mighty resurrection and glorious ascension. We look for the coming of his kingdom. And with this bread and this cup, we make the memorial of Christ, your Son, our Lord. Great is the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Accept through him our great high priest, this our sacrifice of thanks and praise. And as we eat and drink these holy gifts in the presence of your divine majesty, renew us by your spirit, inspire us with your love, and unite us in the body of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Through him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, with all who stand before you in earth and heaven, we worship you, Father Almighty, in songs of everlasting praise. Blessing and honour and glory and power be yours for ever and ever. Amen. Let us pray with confidence as our Saviour has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. We break this bread to share in the body of Christ. Though we are many, we are one body because we all share in one bread. Draw near with faith. Receive the body of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he gave for you, and his blood, which he shed for you. Eat and drink in remembrance that he died for you, and feed on him in your hearts by faith, with thanksgiving. We do not presume to come to this your table, merciful Lord, trusting in our own righteousness, but in your manifold and great mercies, we are not worthy so much as to gather up the crumbs under your table, 
but you are the same Lord, whose nature is always to have mercy. Grant us, therefore, gracious Lord, so to eat the flesh of your dear Son, Jesus Christ, and to drink his blood, that our sinful bodies may be made clean by his body, and our souls washed through his most precious blood, and that we may evermore dwell in him, and he in us. Let us pray. Lord God, 
the bright splendor whom the nations seek. May we who with the wise men have been drawn by your light discern the glory of your presence in your Son, the Word made flesh, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, we thank you for feeding us with the body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him we offer you our souls and bodies to be a living sacrifice. Send us out in the power of your Spirit to live and work to your praise and glory. Amen. the Son of God, perfect in you the image of his glory, and gladden your hearts with the good news of his kingdom, and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit 
be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Amen.